0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Well, is your host. Thank you so kind of being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Melanie Keelan is in the house from Barcelona, Spain. <clears throat> Bridge MCP is in the house from New York. E2247 is in the house from Yonose. No Se. Alistair Waters is in the house from Conroe, Texas. Lee Grant is in the house from Houston, Texas. And we've got also in the house Para Ver, Para Ver, Para Ver. Other than Alistair Waters, we also have... El Senor Ratnen from Nueva York, who says, I am out picking up some of my mom's meds. Ran out, I'll be back for the second half. Meantime, Egberto, one for the screen. You just got here, and you're already talking about throwing it on the screen, and because it's you, guess what, Senor Ratnen? It's on the screen. There you go. <claps> Renewables will become world's largest electrical s- electricity source Within three years, IEA data reveals that is great. Uh, Coal is going down. The renewables will be the largest one. Gas still there. Nuclear still there. Nuclear still going up as well. Interesting. And other is going down. That's interesting. But I mean, that is a good chart. I hope it's real, but uh, it's a great chart. All right, let's see. Michael Rodden says, tipping point. IEA says surging renewables to be world's top... Ele- Electricity source by 2025, climate advocates welcome the forecast, although one expert stressed that the world doesn't need a miracle technologies or new nuclear power to meet the electrical need. The IEA electricity markets report 2023 states that renewables are set to dominate the growth of world electricity supply over the next three years, as together within nuclear power, they meet the vast majority of the increase in global demand through 2025 making significant rises in the power sector's carbon emissions unlikely. The share of the world's electricity generated via renewables will increase from 29% in 2022 to 35% in 2025, with coal and gas-fired power generation declining and a remarkable passing coal by mid-decade. The report forecasts, while this steady shift is welcomed, we are talking about a plurality, not a majority, and still we need more than that by a long shot. By a long shot, happy Friday, PDR peeps, tired day for Mr. Egberto. Let me tell you how crazy this day is. Started out today early. Well, you know, I worked out at 2 o'clock this morning, but started out early, prepared my show for KPFT because I was interviewing Amanda Edwards, who is running for city, uh, for the Houston, mayor of Houston, the fourth largest city in the country. So I interviewed her. I think I am the first legit, legit Uh, full-term interview that she's done and uh, we also then went ahead and since it's a political interview I had to go ahead and fill out a whole lot of paperwork and after doing that flew back here to Kingwood after being in Kingwood prepared the show for today well I you know you have the show kind of in your mind but after this show I go and do another interview with a producer of an important important film so it's a long day and it's not even half over yet but you know what folks when you love what you're doing and you're doing the right thing the tiredness doesn't mean diddly squat except when it starts to affect performance and right now i'm in that zone that's not affecting performance anyhow so thank you for noticing that my dear beautiful bridge mcp who i love dearly my sis out there in nueva york Northern Nueva York in the rural areas. Okay, vamos a continuar. Let's continue. Uh, we've got hello, relatives from E2247. How you doing, my brother? Como estas? Hope all is fine. Yvette Avery Herod. How is my beautiful Yvette doing back there in Atlanta, Georgia? Love me some, Yvette. AVQ, back home in a rush. Wasn't expecting to be back until 20 minutes from now. Wow. You did it, buddy. You did it. Will Pence testify? I think he has to testify. ASMR, your cat nippers come. We need to remove the Supreme Court. I have no respect for them. They are original grifters. Señor, estás correcto. You are absolutely right. Lee Grant says, so today's topic is hypocrites? No, not quite, but it'll have a little bit of hypocrisy in it. Brother Lee Grant. All right, Tom Hartman featured the governor's studies at Brookings and the Public Religion Research Institute release of the new groundbreaking Christian nationalism survey. The link is below. Thank you so kindly for that, sir. Maywood says, good afternoon, PDR passe. Alistair says, Pence has to testify. Exacto mundo, I think that is correct. Michael Brodner says, Brooklyn's great. Half dozen pharmacists within walking distance, so it's only a matter of time before I find one that has the prescribed medicine in stock. Bruce Pollard says, howdy. Howdy, Bruce. Thank you for watching the 12 o'clock show today. I told um, uh, Amanda your message about getting folks, uh, encouraging folks to consider voting for her. She had a smile from here to here. All right. Michael Rodney says, I'm able to walk faster than... I was doing a month ago, that's for sure. That means the edema has gone down, I think, and you're not in as much pain, that is great. Tom C says, spring is already in the air, temps in the fifties next week. Don't count on it though, brother. I have a feeling we're gonna get another blast. You know what happened the other day, a few years ago in Houston? We got this spring, like in January or February, and it was warm for weeks. Our, our trees, my plum tree, started to bloom. Then a freeze came, knocked it out, got no fruit that year. Anyhow, so I hope that doesn't happen to you, Brother Tom. See, Bruce says, let's start with the corner the Republican are in with the GS. Yep, yep. All right, Lee Grant says, I want to know how about Christian nationalism because I'm a Christian. And I believe in the American nation. Um... Lee Grant, when we speak about, look, most of the, I can, I can waver, wager that most of the people listening to our show right now, right now are Christians. That's just the nature of who the America is. Right. And I think they all understand that when we talk about Christian nationalism, we're not talking about the good Christian people at all. I think everybody understands that. So it's not about you, my brother, Lee Grant. I would actually vouch for you, Lee. You and I disagree on a lot of stuff, and sometimes I don't think you understand the racial stuff quite well enough. That's why I want to have a long talk with you over some coffee, maybe a two-three hour talk. But you're a good person. It shows when what you. It shows you're a good person. I I know you're a good person. Bridge MCP says I did not know. Although every judge has an ethics code, Scotus does not. Every federal judge except Scotus has a code that they have to abide by they are the only elites that get to do as they please so uh take that for what it's worth my peeps take that for what it's worth anyhow how is everybody doing start throwing stuff in the in the thread i don't have a lot of videos because like i said i was under the gun last night and you know the one thing that i don't let go and i try my best no matter how much work i have to do i get in my workout three times at least three actually it's it's only three times a week because of the time but i get enough at three hard workouts every week three hard workouts every week sunday tuesdays thursdays actually it usually turns out to be monday at two in the morning tuesday at two that's how it usually turns out to be so just letting you know I I try to keep up with the exercise, no matter what I have going on, both to relieve stress and to keep the aerobics in the heart. You know, when you get an old, you got to do those kinds of things. Lee Grant, religious extremism by another name. Would you uh, want Islamic Sharia law in the U.S.? Probably not, right? So why would you want the Christian equivalent of that? That's a good way of putting it, um, Michael. I like the way you put that. That is so true. Uh, spring got to thirty day, thirty today, and freezing rain. Brr. Yeah, if it's if it's thirty degrees and it's raining and the rain is below thirty two, it's freezing rain. All right, that as soon as it drops, it freezes into solid ice. Yellow sólido, yellow, uh solid ice in Spanish. Yellow sólido. Okay. Uh, what else have we got? Anybody else have anything else to put in there? Anyhow, let me go ahead and uh, say something because on my show today at KPFT, I was supposed to talk a bit about uh, social security, but I didn't get a chance to talk about social security. So let me just do a little, uh, a quick little monologue here that I want to tell folks. A lot of of people, uh, the, the Republicans are trying to tell you this. They're trying to say, stop worrying about what we say. Stop worrying about what Mike Lee says about wanting to snuff out Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Stop worrying about what Rick Scott say about, uh, ab- about sunsetting it every five years or so. Because, you know, these Congress people are going to reinstitute Social Security. Uh, don't listen to Ron Johnson. When Ron Johnson, the uh, Wisconsin Republican, says, we need to do it every year. That's what we need to do. Don't listen to them. Because you know a politician won't cut these programs. The thing about it is these politicians don't care about reelection after a certain period of time. Because they're covered by the plutocracy who wants them to do these things. Okay? That's what they're covered by. And understand that when they pull the trigger on Social Security... They are not there. If they get reelected, great. If they don't, who cares? Because they will be getting paid back for having sold out most of the American people. So when they say uh, politicians won't vote against it, remember that Affordable Care Act came one vote away from being dismantled. And if it wasn't for McCain, who developed a conscience. On that day, we would be looking at a completely different health outcome for most Americans. So when they tell you, or, or for the Republicans that are listening to me right now, that are saying, I don't want my Social Security cut. I don't want my Medicare cut. I don't want my Medicaid cut. I don't want my earned income credit cut. But... I, I am culturally a Republican, I'm culturally a Republican, so I need to vote Republican with the hope. I just hope. well, I just know that these Republicans are just talking and they're not going to cut social security. It is time for you to realize that they don't care about you. Every policy that they passed have hurt their own constituents, and the ones who have brought who have saved their constituents is the progressive policies. In the Senate and the House, and when I say it's progressive policy, I'm saying that with a grain of salt. That is what saved most of you who continue to vote for a party who cares absolutely nothing about the well-being of the middle class and the poor. And again, their, their tax cuts tell you, all the policies they support tell you that. So my, my caution to all of you Republicans in my room, my caution to all the Republicans that are listening by the thousands on our podcasts, on our videos, and when I say by the thousands, that's what I mean. All of you that are listening to this. I suggest that you spread this message. I suggest that you realize that your Social Security will always be held hostage and placed on the chopping board by Republicans using it as a bargaining chip for whatever they want to do to reduce the cost to the plutocracy. And they don't really care. So if you're voting for them with the expectation that somehow the, the Democrats will be there to save you for the things that you want to be saved of from, if you're doing it because you just don't believe Republicans are going to do it, I tell you something, a lot of progressives who didn't get off their butts to vote during the 2016 election realized that the one thing the plutocracy has is the money to pay stooges to give a message to send a particular sect out to vote against your own interest. And when you realize that, and when you realize what you could lose, just maybe, if I can convince you of that, you will go out there and vote and vote for politicians that gives you reason to believe they won't destroy your social security. I urge you to do that. All right. Uh, Christian nationalism is the belief that the American nation is defined by Christianity and that the government should take active steps to keep it that way. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. The false belief should be noted is what Michael Rodden replied. And Deborah Moyer says, I don't want Christian Sharia law. That's as scary as Islamic Sharia law. Any kind of religious law is terrifying because they always sanction their works from the invisible being and who can question that invisible being, right? Egberto, I am occupied, I'm in occupied territory of Bodewadmi, hotchok and Ochitutuan, Dakota, and Miami on the west bank of Mishenge, meaning large water, I imagine you are an indigenous person here in America. I don't know those words. So that was just a calculated guess, I guess, you know, just a calculated guess. I am grateful to see you expressing good health. Thank you, my brother. I have to try to keep good health. That's what I'm trying. R. Lee Grant says, the American nation is broadly based on Judeo-Christian principles. Nothing wrong with that. I agree there's nothing wrong with that if it were true. But unfortunately... Uh, We like to say we're based on some kind of Christian principles, but the policies that we execute, especially from those who want to partake of that, deny quite a bit. I mean, from our inception, it wasn't quite true. If you want to be honest, we were born of a country from a set of founding fathers who, you know, they weren't bad people at all. But they were looking out for themselves. They made sure that only five percent of Americans could vote, and uh, uh, you know, uh, land on it. So it was always a a country based on capital. The people with capital ruled. But we never. But that's not what really our constitutions say in detail. Deborah Moyer says, the Republicans will remove federal programs when they can. They don't care about the American people. I think they've demonstrated that over and beyond. Michael Rudden says, Lee Grant, where is democracy in your Judeo-Christian Bible? It has, it's an interesting thought you're spewing, but it's not true. Uh, Lee, no, nothing wrong unless it spills into government. True. And Maywood says, where's democracy in your Judeo-Christian Bible? It is an interesting thought. You're speaking, but it's not true. Maywood says, hey, conservatives, libertarians, and the neoliberals. Lee Grant says, the government laws are distillate of the people's values and morals, much of which is informed by religion. Was slavery informed by religion? You see, I, the problem, here's a problem when we, we say certain things about America. The default answer that many don't like to hear, but that we'll all, they will always use, the default answer would be, what about slavery? What about the Chinese? The the, the the act against Chinese. What about the Japanese internment? There are going to be whenever you try to play the moral ground on about America, all these things come out, and and you know, and and those are the major things we talk. You know, slavery, intern uh, Japanese internment, the, ensla- the the enslavement, and later on the the uh, this, the uh, removal, the genocide against. The, the native people who originally inhabited this land. You know, whenever you try to spew the moral thing, those are the things that come back and hit you. So you can't do that. You always have to be forward looking in what we hope to attain. Because even, look, if I'm a great person, if I, if I, if I kill everybody that live in a, in a plot of land, and i go out there and i establish my family and farm there and i am a wholesome person and i do all the right things by my family and then after my farm grows uh, grows good food i give it away i was still born of a sin and i still have to hold i still have to hold on the tone for what i did previously All right, we have Lee Grant says the government laws are, I mean, uh, Michael Rudin is answering Lee Grant. He says you are talking about rule by consent of the govern again, not an idea you'll find in the Bible. Uh, Supreme Court facts is something I think uh, Bridge wants me to put on the screen. I don't know. Well, that that's actually it's a link that she wants you guys to look at because it's it's too big for the screen. All right, we also have, Alistair Waters says, it's one of my favorite cities. E Chicago is one of her favorite cities. Lee Grant and all, the Christianity Nationalism Survey defines Christian nationalism. Thank you for that, E2237. Bree says, whose religion? Most religions have the same basic rules. The rest is culture. Lee Grant says, I like when a sentiment like thou shalt not kill spills over into government. But, you know, our government kills more uh, in it, with its wars and its other policies throughout the world, than anybody, the problem is that we simply just don't see it and out of sight, out of mind. Daniel Lado says, So ignorant, I don't know what you mean by that. Michael Rodriguez Rigoberto, our nation has on several occasions throughout history chosen groups of people to other and persecute in one way or another. One can hope we won't repeat the mistakes of history. And that's why we need to teach history, Senor Rodnan. All right, continuing, we also have, uh, Parver, Bridge says, Daniel, I have studied every Bible and religion, not ignorant, informed, and your education was? Christian nationalists are by a large church-going believers whose authoritarian Christianity is a very real and powerful expression from E2247. Let's go to Daniel Edo, who says, BA comparative religion <laughs> BA in comparative religion huh mm. really now anyhow let's go to our first video uh, our first video put some truth onto you know the every you know everybody is concerned about the budget the, the debt right now and the debt ceiling seems like these these good our good republican friends weren't during the time and And I think the person who expressed it well yesterday was El Biden. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Under President Trump, the the national debt went up by over 25 percent. Twenty five percent. One administration, four years, got to 25, raised the deficit, the debt, not deficit, the debt by 25 percent from the inception of this country. He's raised 25% of the debt under the auspices several times of Republicans. And they have the nerve to talk about fiscal responsibility to Democrats who are the only ones who in, the, in recent times has balanced the budgets and reduced the deficits. Come on, let's get real. Their only goal is to cut taxes. They never really are able to cut spending because, you know, they like to give their monies to their, the plutocrats as well. But anyhow, check this out. President Biden encapsulated it perfectly in the short speech that he gave yesterday. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side.
1: Why don't we just lay out our budgets? You put yours down, I'll put mine down. And our people sit and compare them. Decide where we can make a compromise if we can make a compromise. When I put mine down, they're going to see I lowered the deficit this year by $2 trillion in what I'm talking about. And by the way... The last fellow who had this job who never showed up at the transition, I might have. But the last guy who had this job, he increased the federal debt, which took over 200 years to accumulate. That's what the debt is, by the way. When we talk about the federal debt. It's every penny owed since the inception of this nation and the interest rates that followed. It. OK, that's what it is. Just in four years, he added to that federal debt of over 200 years by 25%. And by the way, he had a $2 trillion tax cut. The vast majority went to the super wealthy. Guess what? Didn't pay for a single solitary cent of it. I will not cut a single Social Security or Medicare benefit. In fact, I'm going to extend the Medicare trust fund for at least two decades. I'm going to not raise taxes on anyone making over 400000 grand. I'll pay for it all, my proposals, by making the wealthy and big corporations pay just a little bit more. Like I said, do you think a trillionaire should be staying at
0: 3%? Now tell me, tell me if we should do any negotiations with these thugs, with these terrorists about the debt ceiling. Absolutely not. What the president should do is get it declared unconstitutional. And you know what? The Supreme Court just made do that. When we know that there are just a few quacks preventing this from occurring, the Supreme Court, who is owned, sealed, and delivered by the plutocracy, won't let the economy falter if they know for sure that the president simply will not negotiate. Absolutamente so. Absolutamente so. All right. Continuing with my uh, with, 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 with you guys. Uh, the one good, from Michael Rudden, the one good, idea from neoliberalism is free trade as a method for diplomacy which boils down to if you're making goods you're going to sell me i'm less likely to war with you that said free trade with zero tariffs is a bad idea tiny tariffs are best i uh, tiny tariffs are best in the, in the aggregate i think tariffs co- uh, commensurate with a particular country based on their values meaning environmental laws and etc. Because let's let's give an example. If we make tires here, and they make tires there, and they're 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 paying their people pennies, and they're allowed to dirty up stuff to make it easy to make the tires cheaper. Meaning, throw let's say the 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 waste from the manufacturer of rubber, throw it out just wherever they want to. That allows them to compete with us at a disadvantage or at an advantage rather. Yeah, we want to throw a higher tariff on, on those particular products. That is, that is where you need to have smart tariffs to protect your own country's employees from slave labor, from all these forms of labor that put you at a competitive disadvantage. So those are the kinds of things that you, that you have. All right, we have uh let's see. Bruce says, I don't know of a group that didn't choose themselves. True. I, I think I gotta agree with that. <laughs> uh Christian nationalism adherents are nearly seven times as likely as Christian nationalism rejectors to support political violence. That's because the, the the Christian thing is just a it's just a facade. You know, that's all it is. Deborah Moyer says, another class for you to do online. I wish someone would do African-American history online. Huh. I wonder, you, don't, you can't find that online? Okay, interesting. Bridge MCP says, name the school and time. I'll wait. <laughs> and, and, and Bridge challenges El Senor Ledo. Identifying an evangelical, however, it is a significant predictor of attitudes favorable to Christian nationalism beliefs. Bruce Pollard says that inception exactly right as we did back some of that isn't exactly right as we did pay back some of that a few years earlier. That's true. That'll skew it. That'll skew it a bit. Uh, well, it all depends, right? If we borrowed it all and paid it all back, I think what we're talking about is in the aggregate, though, Bruce, and in your time. So I think it's okay to to still call it twenty five percent of the total debt not from our inception but of the entire debt the, the cumulative debt that's what it would be the cumulative debt from the inception because the cumulative debt would include paid back got in paid back got in etc okay daniel ado says you are just no i'm not gonna read that uh, i'm not gonna read that one either <laughs> i'm not gonna read fights okay because i want us to love each other all right Michael Rodney says, it's a common refrain, millionaires and billionaires should not be paying a lower tax rate than teachers and secret. Not only that, it's not going to be that they shouldn't be paying a lower tax rate. It should be that they should be paying a much higher tax rate, marginal tax rates now. Remember what I'm saying? Marginal tax rates. And the reason I say marginal is you're... Everybody should say on this particular income level, everybody should say to pay the same taxes. So if somebody have a million dollars and the first 100000 may be taxed at 20% like everybody else's, the millionth dollar taxed at 90% or whatever, I don't know what, not nine, the, it's probably at the $5 million that you want to tax at 90%. And that will give an incentive to do other things with money because remember money is... Well, that's for another that's for another show, so we'll talk about that at another time. All right, let's see what we got here. We also have a Egberto. the point of the tiny tariff is to focus the funding uh to focus the funded infrastructure investment and towards whatever manufacturing sector we want to prop up here. I don't disagree with that. all I'm saying is we will always be at a competitive disadvantage. If we allow our products to be made overseas and then shipped back and the overseas uh, factories can just pollute the holy hell out of their lands, can pay slave labors and all of that, that would always put us at a competitive disadvantage. And I don't think we would be doing good for the earth anyway. So those are the kinds of things that I think we need to be cognizant of. And that sometimes, all of us, sometimes it just slip us in like, oh, really now? Yeah, really. Really now? It, it is really now. So anyhow, uh, what else have we got here? We also have from Bruce says, the raw material for rubber comes mostly from the U.S. And if it's made overseas, man, you know what that means. Can be a Christian and a nationalist without being a Christian nationalist? I don't know what, depending on how you define nationalist, Right uh so you know it all depends bridge mcp says yes lee i think you can okay please say so Sharkola here, stylist. how are you doing today beautiful lady can a christian nationalist live among other religions i have no idea got to watch it uh mate, let's see michael Rudnan says to those who don't know tax code marginal tax rate means rich man's income earned over a certain point the amount taxed below that point is the same as the common folk that's a simple way of trying to put what I made a bit complicated, Mr. Rudnan, but it's good. Ah, uh, what else have we got here? Shakula says tax luxury toilets. <laughs> okay, let's tax luxury toilets. I can go for that. I don't mind. I don't have a luxury toilet. I have your basic enamel is that enamel that white shiny thing I think that's enamel right your basic enamel one no mas nada mas finito okay I have another video for you and here it goes you remember what you learned in school about the separation of powers? Remember that you learned that there are three co-equal branches of government, the legislative, the judicial, and the um, executive, the president being the executive, the uh, Congress and and Senate being the House and Senate being the legislative, and of course the judiciary is the Supreme Court. Well, the Supreme Court has nine people, nine unelected people, and somehow we want to believe that these are co-equal branches of the government when that particular... Uh, branch can dictate anything as constitutional or not as they seem fit we know they've screwed it up during the the, uh, when it comes to slavery etc they screwed up a whole lot of things back there so why do we have all this faith in this uh, particular uh, body I don't know why don't we have this body more controlled in such a manner that uh, again as we've gotten smarter as as people make it make them more accountable well I want you to listen to this then let's take it on the other side
2: The American people deserve to know that our Supreme Court justices are being held to the highest standards, whether they be justices appointed by Democratic presidents or justices appointed by Republican presidents. It's not enough for us to just trust the court any longer to self-enforce a secret internal code of ethics. The highest court in the land cannot be exempt from the standards that we hold every other federal judge to.
3: Sounds reasonable enough. Hi again, everybody. It's five o'clock in New York, but the nine justices who are appointed to lifetime assignments on the bench of the U.S. Supreme Court, the people who make decisions that impact the lives of every last one of us are held to the same ethical standards as every other federal judge. Reaching that point has been a goal of Senator Chris Murphy's. He's introduced legislation in every Congress going back a decade that would require the court to adopt a code of ethics. Today, he put forward his legislation Again, NBC News reports this, quote, The bill, like previous versions, would task the Judicial Conference of the U.S., the policymaking body for federal courts, with issuing within a year of enactment a code of conduct applying to Supreme Court justices. It also contains a new provision that would authorize an ethics investigations lawyer who would have the power to enforce the code. Murphy stresses that enacting this code would make the court look better, not worse, in the eyes of the public, increasing transparency and accountability at a time when only 7% of Americans have a great deal of trust in the court. Seven. His push comes as new reporting in the Washington Post reveals this, quote, the Supreme Court has failed to reach consensus on an ethics code of conduct specific to the nine justices. That's despite internal discussion dating back at least four years. It's according to people familiar with this, although the justices say they voluntarily comply with the same ethical guidelines that apply to other federal judges. The lack of an ethics code has become a prominent complaint on Capitol Hill, where in 2019, Justice Alana Kagan told a congressional committee that Chief Justice John Roberts was seriously studying the issue but a discussion among the justices failed to produce an agreement. That's according to people familiar with the matter. While the justices are taking their time, agreeing to a set of standards for themselves, we've seen a host of questionable practices, including controversial decisions, leaks, and many potential conflicts of interest. Senator Murphy highlighted one major conflict involving Justice Clarence Thomas.
2: The spouse of a Supreme Court justice was involved in an effort to organize a coup, an overthrow of a democratically elected president of the United States. That is extraordinary. That is not normal. It should not be treated as just another flavor of legitimate political action. And the fact that there is no clear binding code of conduct that addresses this kind of behavior and no clear standards of recusal for Supreme Court justices that the American people can see and trust is just unacceptable.
0: Yep, we need some controls on the Supreme Court, no doubt about it. But again, we also need uh, going forward in the uh, we're going to need some constitutional amendments uh, to to neuter this body of nine people who who decides what the. The the hundreds of millions or the the, the tens of millions of Americans, uh, what's best for them or what is constitutional towards this document that's a, that should be there to protect us all. It may it, it's a it's a construct that ultimately speaking is for the few, and that's the few who can get to put their Supreme Court justices on the bench. It is not. It is not, I repeat, a democracy. It is, uh, we've been indoctrinated into believing these sort of things. The truth of the matter is the way the Supreme Court system operates in the United States makes it far from that. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news. It makes it very, very far from that. Anyhow, we have, we have more, we have more. Let's see what else people are saying here. Oh, wow. You guys have filled this baby a porcelain is what it's supposed to be not uh what did i call it whatever i called it was wrong it is porcelain that i that i should say porcelain toilets anyway thank you for you see i always tell you guys i have the smartest people on the planet listening to and watching all this stuff uh let's see where i need to start from because it seems like okay the raw material from rubber comes from the united states That was from Brother Bruce Pollard. Okay, let's let's continue here. Um, Lee uh, Michael run to Lee Grant. Just remember, nationalism is politics for basic people. Sharkula Hairstyle says porcelain. Most toilets, anyway. Bridge MCP says white shiny thing from our engineer. L O L. And Alistair says porcelain again. Thank you very much. Persuasive Barry says you don't have a bidet that will that welcomes you by name and your contributions. i had to you know what i had to get uh a a bidet from uh uh, amazon one of those those uh, i think they are something like probably 50 bucks or so uh because you know who wanted it and whatever she asked for she gets so hey that's that that's what that that's what a a daddy that she has like that looks like i guess Anyhow, continuing, continuing, continuing. Luxury toilets are gold, platinum, and unobtainium. Okay, all right. Lee Grant says, persuasive barrier. My bidet has Bluetooth and connects to Alexa. Lee Grant, are you serious? (laughs) I know you're pulling my legs, Lee. But then these days, you never know. Maybe true, maybe true. Thanks for the report on outstanding the threat of Christian nationalism from E2247 uh let's see what else we got here supreme court justices do not have to have an ethics code regular judges do shakula here stylus says why then why when did the supreme court become evil as the plutocracy started to get their own people on it it's like scotland progressive state ruled by old conservatives who said that shakula here stylus Deborah Moyer says they shouldn't decide their own code of conduct. And that is what the congressman, uh, the, the senator was saying. Um, the senator from, where is he from? Oh, I forgot where he's from. I, I want to say, no, it's not Ohio. I think he's from New Jersey, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. All right, let's see what, for Barrett says, how Clarence remains on scutters after his wife contributed to January 6th and everything leading up to it is amazing. It just shows you how crooked it is, right? Eric Hayes says, some real Texas energy news for you that uh, that is facts, So share it to your friends. It's, it's, it, it, it's facts. It's on Facebook. <laughs> All right. Bridge MCP says, they count uh, in UK. They don't have Supreme Court. The executive branch makes the decision. Bruce Pollard says, time to define gods. Be my guest, Bruce. I try to do that on my own. I, I almost went mad. Actually, that's not what almost got me to go mad. What got me to go mad was what comes before. In other words, all right, this is the beginning of time, okay? Chris Murphy, thank you, Deborah Myers. Chris Murphy, what was before the beginning of time? And what is occurring while time has not yet begun? If you go into a, I used to go into dark rooms. All right, my dark room, not going to dark rooms. go into my dark room, either my office or whatever and uh what it turns out is once i got into this thought process (laughs) lee grant says it's pre-time i like that one lee that's a good one all right eric says the earlier show was good thank you but you kept cutting me off i didn't cut you off at all what happened is you asked two questions And while Amanda was answering your two questions, because you had asked two questions, the person who's handling the phone uh, thought that was over. And he hung up the phone after after she started to answer your two questions to open the line for others to come in. And others came in. I saw that you called back. Uh, Sandy was uh, doing some pitching for me. But you went ahead and hung up the phone before we got through with it. So... Please, Eric, uh, we, tr- we treat our people very, very well, and we are very respectful with everybody. On my show, everybody gets respect. Absolutely everybody gets respect on my show. No doubt whatsoever. <clears throat> now, accidents happen. Sometimes we hang up the phone by mistake. Like, the phone is a complicated thing to use, and sometimes we do make a mistake. So I won't, I won't say that we don't. All right, let's see what else we got here. Um, Deborah Moyer says, guess I have better things to spend my money on than talking toilets. <laughs> I know you're sitting down there, you know, doing your, doing your business and your toilet says, well, today you only had approximately uh, 300 grams. You are short by X amount of grams. So, it, or oh, you are on a diet. So therefore there were too many grams that came, which means that you should be Eaten less. <laughs> I know that's nasty, isn't it? I know, I know, what can I say? Toilets of the future will check your waste for disease and genetic conditions. Yeah, I saw that quite a quite a while back. It's amazing, but it will be a great thing. Deborah Moyer says, Chris Murphy, and thank you for reminding me about that. What good is our constitutional amendment proposals? ERA approved by 38 states, but Biden has not had it published by the US. Uh, national activist ERA requires I think we're short by one state okay we're short by one state E2247 if I recall Eric says no I, I read that one already Egberto you cu- cutting me off I had more to say and others had to say as well Eric come on I am a we, we, we treat people respectfully and we also treat people fairly oh let's see what else we got here only only been since 1976 we've been trying to get era as the newest constitutional amendment actually there are other amendments in the process i was working on the 28th amendment which would have been uh the it's the people are uh, corporations are not people and money is not speech that was the 28th amendment that we were working on with move to amend alistair waters says connecticut yeah i think you're right alistair uh bjmcp says yep it is connecticut uh let's see what else we got here all right it seems like we're done with all those questions um i don't have any more videos to show so if you guys have other things that you want me to talk about right now today i will be ending the show five minutes early because i got to prepare for another interview that's upcoming right after this one so um we still have about Four minutes of time before we have to call it in. Uh, So anything anybody else wants to throw in there as a question, I am ready to answer. Otherwise, I'm going to go on one of my soliloquies. And I'd rather hear from you guys than to go on my soliloquy on Social Security or Medicare or not. Anyway, I was very happy with the interview that I did today with Amanda. Because when I was learning and reading up about Amanda, I learned that she really has a soft spot for Healthcare, given what many of her, uh, her um, parents went through, and she understands it. And I think a politician who understands it makes a much better politician than anyone else. Eric Hayes, we need to attach this the social credit score. The bigger the a-hole you are, the more you get. <laughs> Lee Grant, you don't speak that way generally. Bree says, well, tell Ashley whatever she has been doing and drop by. Yeah, she's actually been studying. But I let her know that her girl asked about her. You know I should love her some Bridge uh, MCP. Let's see. Your own buddy, Limon, fact check Biden. He has increased deficits, not decreased. See your plane, smoke and mirrors. All right. No, no, no. He has increased the debt, not the deficit. Why is it that we cannot get our nomenclatures correct. Every president that runs a deficit increases the debt, but you decrease the deficit by ensuring the amount, the overspend that you spend that year is less than the overspend the previous year. That's called deficit reduction. Do not Conflate the two, Eric. Everything the president said was true. Increasing deficit is the freaking debt. Wrong. You're an accountant. The debt is a cumulative, cumulative liabilities the country has. The deficit is the overspend for that particular budget year. It's quite different. In fact... If we had a surplus, we would still have a debt unless we consumed the entire debt. Madre mía, this isn't rocket science, my brother. You know better. You're an accountant. Come on. Vámonos, 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 vámonos. All right. My brother Jules Ray Winfield says, hello, Egberto. Just trying to get a word in while I'm on lunch. Kudos for that interview today with Amanda Edwards. Thank you so kindly, Coming from you, Brother Ray, it means a lot. He also says, definitely somebody I would look at possibly supporting in the upcoming mayoral race for a generational change. She could be the progressive change we need to work in accordance with Lina Hidalgo at the county level. I really love the way, I love her empathy. I love what she did in the neighborhoods after, uh, you know, she could have left those dry moldy things with those old people, to just live in the, the filth that they don't see. But she didn't. And she re- arranged a brigade to come and rip those things out and help those people. She created an, an economic zone. I like I like the woman. I like the woman. I think, like I said, I want generational change and I want the right gender change. I have found, or we have seen, over the last several years with countries controlled by women ordained in, in, in New Zealand, uh, the former president, uh, prime minister of, of um, Germany, the leader of Finland, etc., they've done a great job. I think it's time. I think it's time. Also want to say I appreciate it. buying, uh, call out the Republicans straight up from all their thuggery and hypocrisy in the State of the Union. I appreciate Biden doing that too. Now I just hope that he moves forward on actions to fix the problems. I am optimistic. I am too. Eric Hay says, Amanda should not repeat the mayor in New Orleans who cheats people. Huh? She wasn't talking about the mayor. She was working for the... <laughs> <laughs> Lee Grant is getting funny with me. Lee Grant says, I want a gender change. No, I want a gender change in office. Not personally me wanting a gender change. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you, Grant. I love you, Grant. I love you, Grant. All right. I think Amanda Edwards could be the community leader we need who is actually trying to find out what the people want and address these needs. There are There's couples of other candidates, but she definitely stands out. I I think so. I And again, I... Before I asked her to, for the interview, I, I sent her a text and I said, hey, I'd love to interview on the program. But before I did that, I looked at the three candidate, the three major candidates that are running right now. And she's the one that appealed to me immediately. And that's the first one I wanted to have. Of course, the others have the opportunity to come on the program if they want to. Uh, but yeah. I, I I had a soft spot for her, especially on her healthcare thing and her community work. Lee Grant, you got con- from from Ray Winfield. Lee Grant, you got confused because she was stating She worked in New Orleans with the administration after Katrina, not modeling the mayor and her policies. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know who the mayor is. But anyhow, we got to get out of here. It's, it's I told you I had to leave about five minutes early. So what I want to tell you. Uh, is the following. I appreciate you. It's the weekend. I want you to go off and have a good time. Let's get ready to have a hell of a Monday. I have some other interviews that I'm going to be doing this weekend. I, be, I think this weekend I'll be doing some interview. Or early next week. We have a new series that's going to be start, starting on the evils within the mortgage industry. I think you guys are going to like it. It's going to be featuring Patrick... Uh, God, I forgot Patrick's last name now. But anyway, Patrick will be uh, feature, featured, and I think you guys are going to love this guy. First of all, Lee Grant, you need to understand that Houston politics is different than New Orleans politics by a long shot. Uh, Louisiana politics is kind of crazy. That's all I'm going to tell you. Anyway, folks, uh, please remember to support the program. Uh, you can go support the program by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. Una vez más, lo voy a repetir. I'll repeat it one more time. Please support the program at politicsdonright.com support. There are all the different options for support there. I cannot, we cannot do this without you. We are always behind. I, I always say we are way behind. The truth of the matter is we are always behind um, in the fundraising to keep this viable so I ask you if you have the wherewithal. Many of you here are, are very appreciated supporters and of the program. I thank you so kindly. We need more support from you. Um, you have always been there for me, whether it's support financially for the program, and it, with that, of course, for what I do, as well as in resharing all of our information, making sure people can see it, making sure to reshare our videos. That is how we are going to make change. And don't sit down and think that a little program can't make a difference. The sum total of program after program, program after program is what makes a difference. You're doing your part. The fact that you're here. And I'm not only talking about my great progressives that are here. I'm also talking about my conservatives that are here too. Um, I was talking to Amanda as I left and I told her, you know, there's a large percentage of my audience that is conservative. I'm not only talking about here at Politics Done Right. I'm talking about at Coffee Party. Hey, Persuasive Barrier, thank you so kindly for that super chat. Thank you so kindly for that super chat. I'm talking about our followers at Coffee Party USA. I'm talking about even, uh, I, I even have a few conservative followers at a liberal site that has a few conservatives every now and then going to raise hell, but they don't raise hell on my, on my writings. So I believe in us all coming together, not necessarily agreeing. That is how we're going to get the country together. So I am not down the middle. Bruce Pollard is down the middle. My brother Bruce Pollard is down the middle. I'm a lefty, but I want to work with everybody. And I am always wanting to do the best compromise that we, we can as well. I'm saying all these things because there's so much bad karma out there. And you see me talk here, let, let me call out my conservatives here. Eric Hayes, uh, Daniel Lado. who else is here that, that's conservative? Michael Cisak, I don't see any other conservative in here this, this afternoon. But you see us talk and they give me a hard time, I give them a hard time. That's democracy. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Any one of those guys if I see in a Starbucks, I'll buy them a coffee. And of course, I'll buy all of you a coffee. If I met you Can't afford everybody a coffee now But you know So anyway I got to get out of here I got I an inter- inter- interview That I got to go do right now My name is Egberto Willis Please support us politicsonwrite.com/support, Slash politics support support. Let me stick it in there One more time before I leave Politicsonright.com Slash support My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics Politicsunright And you guys know how I end this baby I am what? Out!